This is TDPS. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Do you have a question or comment about this podcast? Then come share it with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the dinner party show, no spaces, and we'll do our best to answer it on the show. Just watch out for our aggrieved manservant, Shea Butters. He moderates the page, and he's been known to talk smack about the two of us. Most of what he says about you is true, though. We can discuss this later. That's right, at facebook.com slash the dinner party show. No, I meant in the car. Hi, I'm Christopher Rice. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm swallowing something at the beginning of our podcast. And I'm certain that I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you're listening to TDPS Presents Christopher. And Eric. And today, before before we get into the topic of today's episode, I'm going to surprise Eric Shaw Quinn with a question. Oh, Are you ready? (laughs) Eric Shaw Quinn. What if I'm not ready? Would you like to tell our beloved party people why a case of walnuts arrived at your home recently? That's, oh, it's going to be about, it's going to be like that, is it? Um, It is. Well, you know, sometimes you intend to order something. Usually what I have problems with ordering stuff online is it's like a giant version of something I'm ordering or a tiny version of something I'm ordering um, Mm -hmm. because I don't understand what size it is. So that's typically the case. But yeah, I needed some walnuts and they kept being out of the diamond half walnuts on Amazon fresh. And so I thought, well, I'll just order some walnuts from just plain old Amazon and get those. So I got this case of walnuts, which was more than I had, you know, ever imagined. How, how much was it? How much was what? How much did it cost? How many walnuts are in a case? Like, is a case a universally recognized unit of measurement? You know, I'm going to go with somewhere like 12 pounds. (laughs) That would be my guess. I'm going to say something like 12 pounds of of walnuts. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of walnuts. It could be more than that. It's yeah. probably not less than that. It may be just 10 pounds of walnuts, but that's still an awful lot of walnuts. I'm going to go with 12 pounds. Was this left outside the front door to your apartment? Uh, no, it was tied to a brick and thrown through the window. <laughs> it knocked over your bookcases. That's right. tossed the books to the floor. And killed okay. the cat. No. This is my, um, this is my, you don't have a cat. There's no, did I, you get a cat? Okay, good. We don't. I live in a no pets building, so no pets. I had cats when I moved in here, and I was forced to give them away. That is a whole your cat story and your cat apartment are a whole nother episode, and we've probably talked about them at some point. I want to get us back onto the walnuts because my favorite part about all of this for the cats, you mean? Yes, that's that's another episode. You told me this story. Last night, we were talking on the phone, and you told this story. It's like, well, a, a case of walnuts arrived here, but that's another story. Let me tell you all about the recipe I figured out and how you have to not cook them too long. And then I got off the phone, and last night, I was like, how did a case of walnuts arrive at his house? Yeah, it wasn't like just 
what's this? Oh my God, it's a case of walnuts. It was a case of, you know, I ordered something and I think I wasn't clear when I ordered it. It must have been a good price. I think that must have been it because that's usually what happens. I think, well, for this price, I can't be getting 12 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, I'm probably just getting a couple of, I don't know. I guess that must have been what happened. I didn't really do a lot of research. It was sort of like they were here. And during the pandemic, there has been a lot of, I've had to shop in a way that I'm not typically accustomed to, you know, like Mm -hmm. with toilet paper, you had to buy toilet paper when and how you could find it. Mm -hmm. So I had, you know, these sort of in, like if I owned a motel, Right. Uh, size case of toilet, like more toilet paper than I would necessarily want, but that was the quantity at which it was available. So you had to buy it. Um, I'm still right. working my way through paper towels. Um, I accidentally so- bought enough pita chips to make like 600 sack lunches. There were those little lunchable size bags of pita chips. So you adopted, uh, so adopted half a dozen kids. children. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Very sensible. Uh, they're Very all living sensible. here and um, homeschooling. Yeah. Okay, so here's my delivery story, okay? This is, and this is a direct effect of us doing Christopher and Eric's True Crime TV Club, which we're not doing today, but we'll be back with next week in the next episode. But I got a delivery from Amazon, and I opened it up, and it was an electric razor, which I had no recollection of ordering. I went on Amazon. I went through my order history. I searched for this specific product, there's no record of it. I went to the products page because even there it'll sometimes tell you if you've ordered the thing before. No record I've ordered it before. So I have decided that it is a mail bomb, but I've not done anything about it. I've just left it unopened in its razor box <laughs> inside the front door of my apartment. And every Was time your I name it, on the box? Yes, I've checked the box. It's from an Amazon fulfillment center in Kentucky. Like, if it's if it's a fraud, it is the most elaborate fraud in the history. They have gone to an enormous amount of trouble. I mean, the box looked kind of raggedy and shitty when it showed up, but a lot of them sometimes do, you know. But, but not, no, it's a mail bomb, and it's in my house, and as long as I don't open it, I'll be fine. That, that's, the, that's how I think. Yeah, but maybe, um, like, my tip would be ask your mom. Yes. Because your mom has occasionally sent me stuff because it's sort of stuck on my delivery address. She'll send me something like uh, a gross of uh, pickled peaches, (laughs) for instance, uh, which was, you know, an unasked for blessing. Uh, Thanks so much. And then she leaves it stuck on that. And suddenly I start getting random books and... um, uh, you know, lady health products and stuff. And it's like, hmm. <laughs> yes. And stomach products. I think products. I didn't order these and whatever. Right? Yes. You got a lot of like uh Metamucil or I don't know what, it, no, the antacids and stuff and you didn't order it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon is the gift that sometimes gives when you don't want to give. So, so maybe somebody sent you something and then they ordered uh, an electric razor and, then inadvertently sent it to you. So I would ask your mom because okay. that's been a regular sort of occurrence with me. It's not the first time that's happened. Um, yeah. And uh, I was trying to think, I've sent you, no, I've sent stuff to the office. Mm-hmm. 
know if I've sent anything from Amazon, but sometimes the order thing can get stuck on an old address and mm-hmm. you have to change it to go back to to reorder properly. I hope I don't accidentally send my friends some of the Bigfoot erotica I always order for myself because I like to have that in paperback. And you hate to share. I hate to share my Bigfoot. Or- if there's one thing I don't want to share, it's Bigfoot erotica. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's. That's really, uh, yeah, that's very personal. And, you know, you want what you want when you want it. Uh, Anyway, so the big thing that came out of the walnut discovery was Mm -hmm. realizing that I could, I just, I needed to, you know, do something with this, uh, with the largest privately held uh, collection of (laughs) full-size walnut halves in North America. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I remembered that my friend Beth Meadows from, uh, we used to be production, we went to college together, we were, she used to be my um, production partner back in the before times, before we were production partners. Um, Mm. Anyway, she used to make oyster crackers, uh, ranch oyster crackers, and I thought, wouldn't that be a great thing to do? Mm. Uh, with the with the walnuts, I've had ranch walnuts that I've ordered from different keto companies before, and so I thought, I bet I can do this with these walnuts because they're fine, but they'd be even better if they were ranch walnuts. So, um, I've actually found the California Walnut Board or whatever actually has um, a ranch walnut recipe uh, posted up, and my tip is only bake them for as long as it says on their uh, website, on their, you know, on the the, the, the the recipe they've posted. And why is that, Eric Shaw Quinn? Because um, they burn. They turn <laughs> into ashes. I thought, because you know how, have you ever had Chex Party Mix? Oh, yeah. And it's kind of better when it is a little burned. You know, oh, I like okay. it really crisp. I like it really crispy because the Worcestershire sauce gets all mixed in and it gets all, but that's not how it works with walnuts. You know, the walnuts are good. They're good. They're good. And then they're ashes. Um, (laughs) The way you described them made me think of what happened to the people during the blip in the Avengers movies, like how they just resolved into ashes. Or or those poor people in Pompeii. Yes. It's just. Like it's like reaching I into the they fireplace turned into white plaster. Didn't they turn like, into white plaster when the volcano? That was came? actually subsequent. <laughs> that's what we did to them. Okay. Well, that's actually what we ultimately discovered. First, we thought that they were, um, like, you remember we went to Pompeii when we were we over did. there, and what was her name? <laughs> Anna. Yes, we had an amazing guide. I was so she nervous was that you were great. not going to like our tour guide or feel like she didn't she measure was up. Terrific. And we had a ball. Pu- we still correspond. We're Facebook yes. friends. She pulled up on a motorcycle. Was... Like she was this hot Neapolitan. I think her name was woman. Anna Caruso. I think that's right. Something I think like it's that. Anna, yeah, she Anna was great. Caruso. She was great. But yeah, they actually found the little. They, it was a while before they figured it was people. The, the plaster was a later development because oh, right. the people had been vaporized and they were just finding these holes and they realized that it was people. So they would pour the plaster in it and then they right. would get the shape. I thought the plaster was the people, but the plaster is the negative space that was left after they were. Anyway, no, the There's walnuts a, don't just. <laughs> it's like, vaporize. how did we go from walnuts to Pompeii, an over caffeinated podcast the walnuts, with Christopher Rice and Eric Overcooked Jacqueline. walnuts are like putting your hand in the fireplace after it's cooled off. 
and getting yeah. a big handful of ashes and just tossing <laughs> them in your mouth. It's like that. <laughs> okay. So, so only the 10 minutes and then let them in. Only the 10 but, minutes. But then what I do is I use the airline trick. I put them in a ramekin and zap them for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you get hot nuts. Which I nuts. love saying. You said nuts. Hot nuts. nuts. Um, yeah, we're 10. Okay. I have to just say that you were the first person I ever met in adulthood who owned an extensive collection of ramekins. I didn't even know what a ramekin was called before I met you. You taught me the word ramekin. I mean, what would you do if you didn't have ramekins? I'm not even sure what you'd use. <laughs> you just didn't cook. That's what I did when I met you. I wasn't cooking oh. anything. Well, if you're not cooking anything, yeah, right. you don't need anything in the kitchen at all. But like, ramekins were whole... brought to me, but they were just the thing that came out of the kitchen in somebody else's hands. Right. I didn't know but what like, they were. if you want to put sauce in something and bring it to, you know, include it with your plate, you need a ramekin. Yeah, or yeah, if you want to bake. Delivery a... guy brings the plastic thing. You just tip them onto the side of your plate. You mess it all right. That was the level at which I was living when I met you. But this was a very long time ago. I'm far more mature and sophisticated now. Thanks. How many ramekins do you have now? I actually have several. They're exactly the kind you have. I bought them off of Amazon. Um, yeah, they look like teeny tiny um, souffle dishes. Yes, absolutely. They're okay. perfect. I love them. Okay. They're great. And like if you want to zap something in the microwave, like if you want to melt butter in the microwave oven mm-hmm. or you want yeah. to... Okay, I'm sorry. Are you no. done talking about yeah, this there's now? Just, there's been enough chit chat and tomfoolery, you know. Like this was your been... surprise question. But let me head. tell you why. Let you don't me want tell to be. Su- Looks like you're the one who got the surprise. <laughs> you're, it's not. It's an agenda which I'm working because you asked ta- this question. We talked about the possibility of doing a cooking episode because our Facebook posts on the Dinner Party Show's Facebook page have been so popular when they're about your macaroni pie or various recipes. So mm, I'm dirty going, macaroni pie. I'm going to trick you into beginning every episode of our podcast with another Eric Shaw Quinn recipe. And it's not a trick now that I've said that out loud, but you're going to forget by the next time we have a recording session. Oh, I'll so. probably forget by after the commercial break. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, the topic of today's episode, we wanted to talk about something that's on the minds of everyone pretty much in the world, which is vaccination from the coronavirus, which is a path out of this terrible pandemic we have Oh my god. In. And to reopening the economy so people yeah. can get back to work and have lives and and participate in the world. Oh, my God. I'm, I've had both my vaccinations. I'm fully vested. Uh, this is actually the last time that we will be recording the podcasts. Remotely. Remotely. Yeah. We've got three more episodes that we will record in tandem with this one. And then the next round of episodes um, starting in June... We will be we'll back be in our studio. Yeah. From the from our beautiful Sunset Boulevard studios. I cannot wait. Brandon is doing a little um leprechaun dance. Um, yeah. in the um, in his remote booth because he's so thrilled not to have to do his job three times as opposed to just the once, so that he uh, can have one show at the end of the the process. Um, we have recorded more episodes remotely than we have recorded of this podcast, not our previous one, in than we did in the studio. The the pandemic shut us down in the studio, I think when God, 14, 15 episodes in. We weren't very far along, and we've done this mostly from home. We sound great thanks to Brandon, but we are we are actually at our own desks in our own houses and we are 
it takes more work to do it this way than it does to just go in and and sort of where everything's already plugged in and whatever. Certainly so. for Brandon, it does. Yeah, because he has to because we're recorded two different separate ways, and he has to connect it all into one single podcast. So we uh, reached out to you for your vaccination goals, and we're going to share our vaccination to the party stories. people. You mean? Absolutely, to the party people. And we're going to share our vaccination stories in just a minute. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And Eric and I aren't just podcasters. And bitches. That's right. We're also authors. And you can buy all of our books at www.thedinnerpartyshow.com or tdps.tv and wherever ebooks are sold. At thedinnerpartyshow.com or tdps.tv, you can check out my Right Murder mystery series. Or sample my Burning Girl thrillers. The best part is, the more you buy our books, the less likely we'll end up filling the spot with an annoying ad for a napkin that counts your calories. The TDPS Network, alienating potential advertisers one promo at a time. All right. Well, Eric Shaw Quinn, uh, you got a double jab. So why don't you go first and talk about your vaccine experience and then we'll uh, dive into everybody else's because I know you like to be queen for a day here at the TDPS network. A day. And what do you mean? It's princess. Um, Princess for a month. I've never been married. I'm still (laughs) a princess. Um, Yeah, you know, um, I my vaccine story is kind of incredibly boring. Um, I managed to make an appointment through uh, our local neighborhood hospital. Mm-hmm. They had a drive-through set up in our neighborhood mall. Beverly Center is right across the street from our neighborhood hospital, Cedar Sinai, and mm-hmm. so they set up in the parking garage at Beverly Center a drive-through vaccination sort of protocol and uh yeah i got you to drive me down there and Mm -hmm. they poked me in the arm and then i went back and did it a second time i had my arm wasn't even sore i Mm -hmm. my joke was my old man joke was i got the shots in my right arm and my left arm actually hurt more yeah yeah um but yeah like i literally no side effects no Sore arms, no, nothing. They did a great job. It was kind of the only real story I have is the woman who made my card put in the wrong birth date and then just scribbled it out and wrote in another one. So it looks kind of shitty, but Mm -hmm. that's as bad as it got for me. And then I am to the point I'm fully vested now. And so I'm just at the point of like the housekeeper is going to come on Monday and she's been double jabbed and fully vested. And so we will be able to be in the house without masks on, on uh, Monday this week. I love that you're calling it fully vested. Fully vaccinated is another way of putting it, but that's what you mean, right? You mean you are two weeks, more than two weeks out from your last shot. I've gone two weeks. I'm not just double vaccinated because that's Mm -hmm. an actual act of, you, you have to wait two weeks until it's fully vested in your system. I don't know what else to call it, but mm-hmm. there's probably something medical. But 
I think the medical term the medical term for fully vaccinated does not apply unless you are two weeks out from your second shot. Fully vaccinated does not mean you have both shots. It means you are two weeks out from the final one. I think that's in the eyes of the CDC. But I'm, I guess know. so. But that's yeah. unclear, and that's what happens when you let medical people be in charge of language. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't do brain surgery. You don't decide about language. That's all I think. You know, fair's fair. So you um, you did have a reaction to the shingles vaccine a few years ago when you had it. You had chills and a, f- I a think fever. it was. I got several at the same time. There was uh, shingles and um, I some hep C or some hepatitis thing that I was getting. But I think it was I had to get two shots of it. I'd gotten the other one, and then they came up with another bigger one, and I really don't want shingles. If they come up with another one, I'll have that one too. Um, but yeah, I actually did. I like chills. My teeth actually chattered. Wow. You know? Like, yeah, it was big. I had really big reaction. But it was, but it was like passing. The thing to remember with um, side effects is that you're not sick. Mm-hmm. You know, your body is reacting as though you're it's being attacked, but you're not. You're you don't mm-hmm. have you know sore throat or runny nose, and you're not throwing up, and all of those things aren't happening. It's just your body going through the motions of all of the things that it would do to fight off the illness because it's being primed to do that, and so it's it's. You know, it doesn't make you necessarily feel better, but it's nice to know, well, I feel like shit, but I'm not actually sick. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. G- good news, you know, like yeah. I think it's easy because the symptoms seem like you're ill to feel like you're sick, but really you're not. You're right. just you're just, um, you know, got becoming impervious. You had a bad reaction. I had a bad reaction, and I was going to say, I don't personally know anyone, uh, let's say under the age of 45. Not, all of the bad reactions that I know about were in younger people. I'm 43, so I'm sort of right on that dividing line. I had the Johnson & Johnson shot. Um I stupidly walked away. Well, I walked away having no strong side effects. So I thought, well, I'll hop on my new rowing machine and do the calibration exercise they recommend. He for got a new rowing machine at this, on the same day. And on the was... same day. And I couldn't stay off it. I was like, new rowing machine, celebrating being vaccinated. And then I got off it and I was like, uh-oh. And even I sailed along. I, was, I felt fine. And then I'm going to say I got the shot at around 11 o'clock in the morning, maybe even earlier than that, like 9 o'clock in the morning. And nine o'clock, nine o'clock that night, a hundred and three fever. It was intense. It was one of the strongest fevers I ever had. I got the flu a few years ago during the bad flu epidemic that now seems like a distant memory, but at the time it was very scary. And the, the flu vaccine that year had not been properly calibrated for the flu strain we ended up having in the Northern Hemisphere. So I, 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 I had had a recent experience with a very bad fever. This was much worse. I contacted you immediately because I decided, of course, because I have a creative mind, the vaccine was tainted or I COVID had snuck in before I had gotten the shot. You know, all those scenarios started going through my head. But as you pointed out, you're not sick because like I wasn't having respiratory distress. I wasn't coughing. I wasn't having sinus congestion. I was just felt exhausted and like I had been hit by a truck. And there were, my temperature readings were very high. And they stayed pretty high 
up through the following morning. I had a really lousy night's sleep. And then into the next day, things abated, and it was just completely over. It was completely over. And so I think that's an important thing for people on the younger side to remember. And also to remember, uh, what were your instructions after taking the vaccine from the medical professionals? Uh, take it easy for 48 hours. Don't and plan anything. How, and don't. Did you, they, no. did you follow those instructions at all, even a little bit? They didn't say anything specific about rowing machines. I mean, they I didn't. love how you go into these upper <laughs> registers. That's always telling. <laughs> My teenage register. Yeah, right. absolutely. No, I did it absolutely wrong. And I don't know anybody else. I have a friend who is almost 50 who got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and had no side effects. So, like, you know, and he's a sort of young, vigorous, healthy person physically. So um, I I think I really fucked up. And I did go online and I read some information that said if you exercise strenuously after getting vaccinated, you are raising the inflammation that you are going to have. You're going to have inflammation because that's what the vaccine is supposed to do. As you said, trigger the immune response by inflaming your system. Um, Exercise already causes inflammation. What's healthy about inflammation from exercise is what happens after it when your system cools off again, but not when you've just been vaccinated for the coronavirus. That's not when you're supposed to be inflaming your body. Yeah. And my housekeeper, who is older than me, she had the Moderna. She also had... She complained of, you know, that feeling exhausted and whatever, and yeah. the aftermath, but nothing serious. The only, th- the only thing I've really heard of is the, the blood clot thing. And honestly, the blood clot thing happens in the unvaccinated population at a higher rate mm-hmm. than it did for people who had had the vaccination. I think it was like one or two in a million for people who've been vaccinated and in the unvaccinated population, it's five in a million. So, mm-hmm. so it, maybe the vaccine actually brings down the chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I, that's the case. I, I just don't know. don't know that I'm not seeing, I don't know that it's, there's a causal link, you know, yeah. like if it's already higher than that in the unvaccinated population, it, it doesn't seem like, I don't know how you can make the case that it's even connected, but if you do, it's lower than your chance is of having the blood clot issue even unvaccinated. Yeah, absolutely. And it's certainly not a reason not to get vaccinated. The advantages of being vaccinated are infinitely greater than any of the risks that we are currently aware of. And I want to say something that I was pleased to see when we reached out to our party people on the Facebook page, we asked them, what they were going to do once they were fully vaccinated. Not oh, one comment indicating vaccine hesitancy, which I was very I hope that's to see. being over. Yeah. I hope that's one of those things that the media is reporting on because it sounds sexy, but I hope that's really not a thing. I would I would hate to think that somebody would be ill or risk, you know, like god, almost 600,000 deaths that we, you know, and maybe that we more, know about that we know that about. We know yeah. about um, I hope nobody would risk that because of some, you know, like talk, if you're feeling any kind of doubt, talk to a doctor or some medical professional, cause there's no reason to doubt this is, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you know, this is really like, it looks like Pfizer is applying for full, you know, like right. not emergency uh, use at this point of the recording of this podcast, like probably by the time you hear it. 
mm-hmm. they will have gotten it and they'll be giving it out to most everybody. Um, yeah. And right before we recorded this, the World Health Organization gave approval to a Chinese vaccine, which apparently is going to be more accessible to poorer countries throughout the world, which should probably help with the pandemic on a global scale as well. I, you know, another thing that you made me think of while you were saying that is that, you know, I, I want this to be true and I don't really know if it is. I wonder if some of the hesitancy is not people who are who are opposed to vaccines, but people who were afraid of the fact that it was an emergency youth authorization. So they were waiting to see what happened to all of us who got it first. Well, <laughs> we're great. More, we're great. And we want you to get vaccinated is basically yes. what we're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. We want you to be healthy and alive and not and part of the solution, you know, like we all have to do this so that it'll be stumped out. Part of the reason we have to worry about poorer countries is because everybody has to be, you know, we have to do this together. We can't do just part of it or the disease will keep going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so our party people, we reached out. We said, what are you most looking forward to doing once you're fully yes, vaccinated? I can't wait to hear. I'm sure they did. Great answers. Angelina Farmer says, probably get a proper pixie haircut. I've been doing it myself and just cutting it short. Half asleep last time and almost shaved it all off. (laughs) Maybe it was her um, razor that you got. Maybe Did you you actually send Christopher your your shaver? (laughs) Right. She goes on to say, I miss conventions. I want to go see people dressed up as characters I know, and I want to see my favorite artists in person, and I want to buy all their stuff, and I want to go to the movies for the dang popcorn. Although where I am, I can get Uber Eats to deliver my local theater's popcorn. <laughs> oh, wow. How excellent is that? That's really I hadn't cool. thought of that. I would love to have popcorn delivered from the movies. Uh, would you get buttery your, popcorn? Get your own butter dispenser to, to add butter to it. Yeah, in your house. I guess it probably it would be cold and greasy by the time it got yeah. to you. It probably wouldn't be the same thing. Anyway. I once went to the movies with a friend, my, uh, my friend Jeff, and... We had just had lunch and, you know, we were fine. And they were just popping the popcorn as mm-hmm. we walked in. And he he's magical about those kinds of things. He disappeared and reappeared with hot mm. popcorn. It was like, mm. oh, God, it was so delicious. Mm-hmm. Movie, Nothing quite like movie popcorn. Good call. Nothing. No, not at all. Uh, Cindy Conforti said, I just booked tickets for a concert in Clearwater, Florida for August. I've not been to a live show in 16 months, but I really can't call it a sacrifice. Those are voluntary, and this was just a result of the pandemic. If they had still been doing music concerts, I would have found a way to be there. Uh, so she wants to go hear some people play, clearly. Jeannie but Bourne. doesn't say who? I don't know. We'll have to find out. Cindy Conforti, tell what us who concert? the concert is. Pic- well, you go post pictures on the Facebook page so that the other party people, so that us and all the other party people can see them. And Have let fun us, at the concert. Let us remind people, as we always do, that the Cindy Conforti rule, something we reference often here, will be more relevant next week when we come back with Christopher and Eric's True Crime TV Club. But the Cindy Conforti rule came out of a comment from her saying she enjoys our serving up the true crime specials we talk about more than she does actually watching them because she finds them <laughs> repetitive and too full of commercial breaks for the most part. We appreciate and that. And we're just you. repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Without any breaks. All right. Jeannie Bourne says, I would like for people to assume I'm still a risk and keep their distance. No need to be friends about it. 
this was not there is more than one comment like this of people who are like i'm not ready to venture back out in the world i'm an introvert and i've enjoyed parts of this and i have to say this is very much like my life most of the time so there are things that i've missed but really this has been largely like business as usual like going to the studio to record the podcast meeting friends for lunch or friends for dinner but my office is down the hall from my bedroom you know like I this is where I spend most of my time and mostly by myself I've always been single so I've been by I've done most everything in my life by myself so Jenny I kind of get it yeah what what are you most looking forward to Eric Shawquin what do you want to get back out in the world and do you know there's I it's the usual, I want to go to our hair salon, mm-hmm, which is too. like a luxury spa. Mm-hmm. Um, we found a way to get our hairs did, but to be able to actually go, I, I'm looking forward to um, a doctor's appointments. I need mm-hmm. new glasses. I need new contact lenses. I can't wait to see my um, my eye doctor. I haven't been to the cardiologist. I mean, those aren't really woohoo, but they make me feel better to know that I'm doing well. I need a physical um, although I'm not looking forward to cracks about my weight, mm-hmm. um, but I figure I'm going to be less in, I'll be, it'll be less obvious now because everybody gained weight. One of my favorite parts of watching the Academy Awards this year was seeing who all had gained weight. It was like, mm-hmm. oh good, all the beautiful movie stars had put on 10 pounds and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, good. I don't feel as bad. Um, but you know, like one of my things that I'm most looking forward to is French food. I want to go to our regular lunch place at Sunset Plaza and have lunch. Like we're both, we've got books wrapping up right now that we're writing, and I'm looking forward to going and having a celebratory catch-up lunch with you, pal. Um, that'll be maybe my favorite thing that I get to do. Me too. <laughs> I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Do you have a question or comment about this podcast? Then come share it with us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the dinner party show, no spaces, and we'll do our best to answer it on the show. Just watch out for our aggrieved manservant, Shea Butters. He moderates the page and he's been known to talk smack about the two of us. Most of what he says about you is true, though. We can discuss this later. That's right, at Facebook.com slash The Dinner Party Show. No, I meant in the car. And a response. So how about for- you, Christopher Rice? No, uh, no, 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 no. What's you, what are you looking uh, forward to? I, I'm looking forward to, um, I miss going for walks in Santa Monica, which is where I listen to music through my earbuds and plot a lot of my stories. And I walk along the pier and I also walk along the sidewalk uh, that parallels the bike trail down there on the beach. I have not done that in over a year. I miss restaurants, as you said. I miss going out to oh lunch with you. But I also miss not cooking every meal. I'd really like to to cook fewer meals at <laughs> once this is over and enjoy Meals out. And I, I have to say, there have been other people in my social circle who have not been as strict about all this as we have. I mean, outdoor dining has been open in California for a while now, and the, I've been invited to have meals, and I just did, wasn't comfortable yet. And I think now that I'm fully vaccinated, I am. And uh, or fully vested, I should say. It will be interesting to see, interesting to see because I don't know. Like, I, I'll take my mask off when I'm ready, but I'm not going to, it's not going to be a big rush. Like around you in the studio with the housekeeper, 
Yeah, but like out in, mm, I'll see how things go out in public. I, I have very mixed feelings about that. They say you can walk down the street mm-hmm. if you're fully vaccinated without a mask on, if as long as you're mm-hmm. not in a crowd of people. But I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. Well, as I learned when I, I took my when I when I hit the threshold two weeks out from the shot, my last shot or my only shot because I had Johnson and Johnson, I did go for a walk all over the neighborhood. And I remember I told you I said I was going to go to Santa Monica, and you said why don't you build up to Santa Monica because that could potentially be a lot of other people, and you haven't <laughs> been around crowds, and we don't want you to freak out. So I did go for a walk around West Hollywood with a mask on. And I was not prepared for how quickly you suddenly encounter groups of people. Like some of the sidewalk dining is pretty close together. And if you're walking along the sidewalk, boom, there you are. And on the other side of some hedges is a whole group of people with and no masks Santa on. Santa Monica eating. is yeah. packed with people. Like it's just, I do love that what you're looking forward to is isolating in public. <laughs> you really do. That's, that's my favorite part of the description of what you're looking forward to is I want to put on my headsets and go out in public and isolate. As opposed to isolating it <laughs> up. Isolating it up. Okay. Well, let me tell you, I am I am looking forward to uh, seeing my mother again, going out to visit the family, which hasn't happened oh, since the yeah. pandemic started. Yeah. No I Christmas, am, no Thanksgiving, no birthdays, I, nothing. I'm looking forward to traveling, which is something that I had to cancel. I was supposed to attend Book Bonanza in Dallas, Texas this year to celebrate the release of the third Burning Girl book. It looks like you and I will be attending Book Bonanza next year when it returns. So more on that. Um, Readers on the River, which is J.R. War's big conference where I interview her on stage every year or every other year because that was the schedule it was on. This was going to be the other year and it had to be canceled again because... You know, even in September, we're not exactly sure of where we're yeah, going to be. Yeah, too so, soon. So those are things that I really missed as well. I, I, I go to bed each night thinking this has been the first year ever where I have slept in the same bed every night for over 365 nights. Now, that right. makes me sound like a huge slut, but um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about no hotels, no fan, no visits, you know. I, it's it's been really strange. And at the same time, it doesn't feel that way because I usually slip into bed with a book and I feel like I'm going someplace else in my mind right before I fall asleep anyway. But those are the facts. And uh, it's the yeah. the joy of fantasy and imagination. It can take you anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Rob Casey had this to say. My husband and I had our second doses today. Social get-togethers are what we miss the most. One of the last things we did before all the distancing was a potluck with our friends. We've done a few oh, dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your movie night. We've been missing movie night. I can't yeah. wait. We've done a few select things this past year, but very little is where the primary social connection to my father. Oh, right. Protecting his health was important to us. I'm happy to say he's healthy and has been fully vaccinated for over a month. Oh, We're- that's great. We're looking forward to hosting our large Christmas Eve with our family. We missed it so much this past year. Yeah, the holiday part was really weird. That was when it was really strange. Not going out to the desert to moms for the holidays, which we do every year. That was like, ooh, this is really a change. Yeah, I took down my Christmas decorations um, in late April. Right. After my second vaccination, I that was my plan. Greater Christmasville came down because I kept it up because why not? Like I wasn't, I didn't get Christmas, so I wasn't really willing to let it go yet. Right. And let's remind everybody, Greater Christmasville, your annual Christmas village, has its own Facebook page. So check it out, Greater Christmasville. But you didn't do it the way you have done it in the past this year. You made changes to it. 
to accommodate for the well, pandemic. Right, because I didn't want to. I usually have a tree delivered, but I didn't want delivery people in the house, mm-hmm. both for them and for me. And so I didn't have a tree. We had fairy trees this year as opposed to a, right. the traditional green tree that I usually get. So, yeah, looking forward to having Christmas again, although yeah. that's down way down the road. Way down the road. A Jenna Rowden says, my boyfriend and I are both vaccinated and we went to our first concert post-COVID. It was socially distanced, but it took a little getting used to. I'd love to see how that worked out. Yes. Pictures, please, Jenna. Yeah, I don't know how, how you socially distance a concert. I mean, I guess they're they're just now here in L.A. Uh, expanding the capacity limits. We've moved into the yellow tier, so you can have 50% people in a gym now. I think more people can now attend Dodgers games. I have to say one of the bright spots of the pandemic for me, having marinated and doom scrolled and all the horrible news, was hearing that the vaccination center at Dodger Stadium was going to go on a little break so that they could have a Dodgers game. I was like, okay, that's a sign that things are getting better. That's terrific. Yeah, totally. That's great news, yes. Daylin Pear says, I'm going to visit my 84-year-old grandpa that I haven't seen in almost a year. We want pictures of that visit too, Daylin. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Beth Murphy uh, Saluga is doing a similar thing. I have not seen my sister Becky since August 2019. I plan on meeting her for dinner with my other two sisters. Can't wait to see her and hug and kiss her. Um, Frank Kumri says, I just want to be able to hug my friends again. Won't that be great, Frank? I really agree with you. Not being able to hug people has been... I haven't touched anybody. Yeah. I mean, at all, mm-hmm. in any way, in over a year. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, Gwen Campbell, uh, like Angelina, I want to go to a movie theater without worrying about the snifflers. <laughs> Excuse me, the sniffler sitting behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that'll never happen, Gwen. Yeah. I'm never going to stop worrying about that. Like, it's still something, you know? Right. Like, I... I th- Somebody in the elevator coughing, and you're like, oh, God, get me out of here. I've always, COVID, no COVID. That's never been my favorite thing, being around somebody who's clearly sick. But also, like, how long do you think it's going to take for us to get over that PTSD flinching reaction when that happens? I think it's going to be a while. One of the last things we did before we got all got put into quarantine was we went to lunch at our favorite neighborhood French restaurant for your birthday, mm-hmm. and the ladies sitting sitting at the end of our banquet had a coughing fit, and yeah. we hadn't even been shut down yet, and we were like, "Oh." <laughs> I remember it was like I hope was, she's okay but like ah. I hope she made it but we were like that and other people in the restaurant were talking to the servers like is this COVID thing cutting into your business I hope not people are so overreacting it was like the scene in the disaster movie before the tidal wave hits and nobody thinks it's coming and I hate to admit this I was that guy in the beginning I was that guy who thought oh god it's like the cold right it'll be fine you know blah 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 I was telling my friends relax whatever and Oh my God! <laughs> it was like I was totally wrong, and unlike the last some thing people, we did was I record it. this podcast, yeah. and we were planning to have a birthday party for the a joint birthday yeah. party mm-hmm. the next day, which we 
kind of canceled just out of an abundance of caution because people were starting to cancel on us. That's it. People were starting to cancel on us, and we called the restaurant, which has since closed as a result of the pandemic. It's gone. It's in a hotel that is closed. Heartbreaking. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, don't cancel. We've got your table set up, and we were so looking forward to it. I mean, that would have been the last time we would have ever eaten there. So. Yeah, I, th- I think I don't mean to go dark with what's supposed to be an optimistic episode, but I am me and you know me, Eric Sharquin. I am the child of the goth queen. <laughs> child of crepe. Um, some things like a time is going to go by and we're going to end up talking about things that became normal during this period. And it's going to be like a shock to us the amount of things that we came to accept as normal. It's like, we haven't processed it all yet. And it's like, I don't know if I'll ever have grandkids that I can tell these stories to, but like the fact that suddenly in a matter of days, the entire country didn't know where their next roll of toilet paper was going to come from. That's like a, when, when the war was happening story, you know, it's going to be like a world war in the history. Yes. It's going to be like world war two stories. I'm also interested to see how this plays out when I go back out again. Yeah. You know, like, I'm interested to see how this lands with me. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I can go without a mask. How long will it be before I actually do? Well, and this is the thing, and I have traveled some, not very much, in Asia, and repeated outbreaks of like this, like SARS and other things, have introduced kind of regular mask wearing in public places as a, as a sort of regular thing that people do. They get on a plane, they wear a mask. And this is not when they're in the midst of some traumatic world-ending pandemic. You know, it didn't end the world, but it felt that way at various moments. It has become part of the culture over there because they regularly experience these respiratory pandemics. And it is, during flu season, it's not an unreasonable thing to do. When I had that terrible flu, I had to go to the drugstore to buy stuff for myself because I'm also single. I wore a mask because I was infectious and because the doctor's office had asked me to. And I remember the looks I was getting in the CVS from other people like, why do you have a mask on? Are you crazy or whatever? And I wasn't going to say, I'm actually doing this to protect all of you because I have a terrible (laughs) flu. And I had to check out. And it, it seemed so odd. Now it won't. Now it's sort of like been integrated into our culture. Yeah. Yeah, it will be uh, probably a new. Yeah, a lot more mask wearing in our culture just in general, even once we get past the, you know, just the horror of all of this. Absolutely. Okay, let's tilt back to the light. Deb G had a pedicure, which I haven't had and look forward to having. I have Um, never had a pedicure. Uh, You should. I am already vaccinated, she says, and I went for a pedicure today when she was writing this response on our Facebook page. It was heavenly. I'm in Arizona, though, and it's not been nearly as restrictive here. My son has been in person at school all year. I would love for comedy clubs and live music to open up, though. Yeah, I'll bet. That sounds lovely. A friend of ours who I was talking to the other day, her teenage son is finishing up high school, and he apparently had the option. He could return to in-person learning or he could do Zoom classes from home and he chose to stay home. And my head immediately went to, what were those kids who had all that extra empty space at school getting up to? How much weed was smoked in empty janitor's closets at the half-capacity high school? (laughs) You know, like, I just, I you know, that's how I think anyway. I think the kids who got up to that stuff probably weren't anxious to rush back to school to do it. Right. <laughs> totally. 
I if they have the option of not going, right. right? I think they probably just smoked weed at the park and uh, you know put a picture of themselves in front of their computer in their bedroom. Yeah, to totally. uh, show up for their Zoom classes. Marijuana is like I don't I do, I don't smoke marijuana, so I don't know, actually know how legal it is here in California. I just know you smell it almost everywhere, and that was maybe God. my and least could favorite. Could I just thing. please ask people if you if you are fond of marijuana? Have a brownie and leave yeah. the rest of us out of it. Marijuana smoke smells horrible, it and does. it's bad for you. Yeah. Please stop smoking and eat and and have a consumable or an edible or, or whatever the they call it or whatever. But when you would for smell yourself the, and for others, when you Ugh. would smell the smoke during the pandemic, it was like, oh great, I'm smelling something you exhaled during a respiratory virus yes. pandemic. Terrific. Yeah. Anyway. Charming. Um. Uh, let's tilt back to the light, if we can. Carol Ann's Carol Ann. Um, Andre Lavoisier, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it's how I'd like to pronounce it, wants to see family and friends that live just across our town and um, Province Bridge. Sounds like we're in Canada with this answer. Andre, are you in Canada? I think you are. Uh, it has been closed, really restricted for a year now. We are five minutes away and can't see each other. Wow. That's intense. That's so, uh, yeah. yeah. Christopher and I have hardly seen each other as well, although we don't see each other that much anyway. I'm not actually that fond of him. We, we're not <laughs> fond of seeing people. You talk about me as this giant isolator. You like to talk on the phone to people more than I do. Like, we talk on the phone every day for like an hour and a half. Um, we should just record it because we'd get extra podcast episodes out of it. Right. But you, you're not, you know, like you said, you like to isolate too. We're, we lead lives of the minds, lives of the crazy well, mind. I, it's not about liking or even preference. It's about habit. Right. I have just, I have lived most of my life alone. Right. And like when I go and visit people, like family or whatever, after an hour or two, it's like, when are you guys leaving? You know, and it's right. like, well, they're not. This is their house. Um, but but that's kind of like I, I see people in like one and two hour stretches and then I don't see anybody for weeks, right. sometimes months. And then right. I'll see people for a couple of hours and then not. It's just a matter of what I've become accustomed to. I, I don't think that it's a, I don't have any real reticence about it. It's just it's it's like sensory overload. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally feel the same way. You were not an only child. You were the oldest child. Do you think the age difference between you and your siblings created only child-like circumstances in your in your home? Maybe for my younger brother, but not for my sister or I. We're mm -hmm. not quite Irish twins, but we're a lot closer together in age and we kind of grew up together. We were we were more friendly and I kind of, when she was born, I was interested in having another child around, mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know, so that it would be two against two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a numbers game after all. Yeah. It turned out to have more, a lot of drawbacks that I hadn't anticipated, but I think overall it was, it was something, it was about having other children around, right. you know, like, right. so I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it, but that just may have been just the way it was sold to me. Like, it wasn't like I had a bunch of choices about it. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, let's pop out these last responses that we got before we run out of time because, you know, Rachel right? Maddow is coming on after us. Amy Bellino says, I am most looking forward to seeing the grandkids again and family in general. 
Heather Combs, can't wait to hug her grandparents. Jessica Rice, Bricky, concerts, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And Charity Morgan is the only one who said this event. She cannot wait to go to a Ren Fair without a mask on. I did masking become part of the costuming at Ren Fairs? That could be interesting. Ren Fair, Renaissance Fair. We're talking about Renaissance Fairs, if you don't know what a Ren Fair is. But I love, were there elaborate masks? Charity, post pictures if people got creative with their Ren Fair masks. Right, because it does seem to indicate that they went to them with masks on. So yes, I would love to see that. Yeah, totally. Um, And I'd love to see pictures of the hugs and the reunions and the concerts. I just think all of that cheers me up. They did a thing in the, uh, the LA Times the other day with pictures on May 4th of... May the fourth be with you. And mm-hmm. Disneyland has the the big Star yeah. Wars uh, pavilion um, exhibit or whatever. And so they did all this picture essay of people with their masks on, you know, out in Disneyland, like the reopening of the world. I mm-hmm. I am enjoying those pictures. There's a it's 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 very joyous. I think to see everybody out and remixing it in the world. Absolutely. Um, on our next episode. True Crime TV Club returns, but we're going to give a belated tip of the feathered hat to the Met Ball, which I believe is happening virtually again this year. Are there two? Did you tell me they were going to have another one in September? This year, there's going to be something in September. I don't know if it's virtual or what, but usually um, the Met Ball is the first Monday. I think it's the first Monday in May. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the second year in a row, they're not having it, though they are going to have something in September. So we thought we would do our own little um, observance, if you will, of the uh, of the the Met Ball, which is a celebration of fashion and costuming and um, fundraiser for the the museum. We are not going to give the museum any money, but we are going to, in spirit, we're going to celebrate. If you all want to send us contributions, we'd be happy to forward them along, but that's that's not our plan. You could give them directly to the moment. We will have a commission structure if we're we're routing donations to the (laughs) Metropolitan Museum of Art. We've got some advertising revenue we want to make here on this podcast eventually. So we are going to do a fashion-themed installment of Christopher and Eric's True Crime TV Club. And if you're one of those people who wants to do what is not required, which is watch the documentary before we discuss it, it is on Discovery Plus and it is called Lady Gucci, the story of Patrizia Reggiani. And that is available and I guess on Discovery it Plus. It will also be available in addition to Discovery Plus um, with the regular ID, Mystery Files ID, I assume, because. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. I would assume so. So, yeah, I think there's also a commercials option if you don't want to subscribe to Discovery Plus, although I will tell you, You, I love Discovery Plus. I have to tell you, I have not met a person who doesn't love it. I have not. I did not realize how much I was going to love it. I have all the Disney and the HBO and the IMAX and HBO Max, I mean, and I... Honestly, I may watch Discovery Plus more than any of them. Have you done what I asked you to do yet, which was go to their hub for the travel channel? You know, I haven't. Okay, I'm just going to spoil it for you then. If you go to their hub for the travel channel, everything is horrifying. It shows about Bigfoot, (laughs) monsters in the woods, haunted houses. It's it's like don't travel. It's the don't travel (laughs) channel. 
It's, <laughs> is it hosted by what was the uh, the 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 anti travel travel agent that we used to be on? She used to be on the dinner party show. Tanya Lee Musgrave. Tanya Lee Musgrave will yes. have to have a show on the Travel Channel. Absolutely, don't travel. Stay at home travel agent. Scary. Well, until next time and forever after. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to TDPS Presents Christopher. I remember this time. Eric. (laughs) Thanks. This is TDPS.